Hello everybody. Welcome to new our uh, uh, fifth podcast, right? Today is fifth podcast. So today we'll be talking about a little bit about VR and VR traveling. So we got uh, my team representative and. Uh, our parent company, Woolen Transport, uh, Red, uh, Marcus and Jimmy here today. Maybe uh, we can have uh, Marcus introduce himself to Hi. everybody. My name is Marcus. Uh, I'm the manager in charge of the digital transformation for the entire group. So I'm happy to be here to share with you guys on what the virtual tour is all about in this industry. So yeah, hi. Hi, I'm Jimmy. I'm the manager head of MICE. Uh, department and uh, well, I'm really enjoying talking to you all and sharing with you all my thoughts on uh, virtual tour, virtual tours, and then we'll see what happens uh, during this conversation. So I'd like to ask uh, Marcus, right? Um, what is the concept, right, behind a VR tour? Okay, um, for virtual tour, I think the concept-wise, for now, the big thing is about how the tour industry can continue while the various travel restrictions are in place. So the next best thing that the tour agencies can do is conduct it via digital means, which means that it's to be done in the virtual mode. So um, we have seen players doing virtual tours in various modes. So there are the more um, conservative approach of shooting the various venues via um, virtual devices, whether it's conducted through uh, 3D viewing and things like that, where there is no guide whatsoever. So that, that is actually placed on website. So that is no uh, interaction in place. So we also see various models whereby there are guides that actually bring uh, people online via live feeds to various attractions where they try to bring some interactivity where the guides are actually moving to uh, the various uh, attraction points. Uh. So it's a mix of different approach where um, the industry is trying to make um, people not to forget about the traveling needs when um, if the travel bans are lifted and things like that. So I think the industry are trying to still get engaged with customers. Of course, um, by doing so, there's there's some um, trade-off. Like the, the, the experience is different, but I think it's a good thing that the industry are looking at using digital platforms like this to stay engaged and to stay relevant in times like that, yeah. So you are saying that right now, the uh, industry are using like VR tools to like, stay relevant, right? But uh, my, my question is, uh, how, how relevant is this VR tool? How relevant? Like, how common is it? Huh? How, how, is, is there any other other people doing yes, there are big players that are doing this and done this, and it's not for free. Um, they are actually charging a small fee while staying relevant. They are also do, looking at some cost recovery from the uh, various resources and production that effort they put in. Uh. And um, from my analysis on them, actually, it picks up quite a big interest. Recently, they actually conducted a virtual tour to Europe. So, what they do is that they, they actually conducted uh, that virtual tour where we have seen people from all over the world, Asia, Europe, uh, 
and America coming in into the same platform and assign time slot. So what they do is that they will then go through the motion with live agents doing there in a particular area of interest. So um, at that point in time, when they do that, they encourage interactivity amongst the various guests around the world. So they ask questions, they ask for participations, and for winners, they actually awarded promo codes for subsequent virtual tours. So they, they by doing so, the industry is creating a demand out of something that is new. So um, they are spending quite an effort to promote that as of now. And I think it's still good. And people, especially for people that may have some resource issues in terms of monetary, of not having to travel to places where they have never imagined, I think it's something worthwhile exploring. By doing so, we actually outreach to new markets, those tools I've mentioned earlier, that there's a small, small cost, and yet you can get more people online uh, to join you in, in, in that effort. Yeah. So, how is it conducted right now? That's a given date, that's just like anything else. So, you place your interest, you sign up, you make a payment. So, when it happens, um, we log in, and then it just it just happens yes. through the platform. This virtual tools, how actually it works is that they what they do is that they contact the local guide. There's a local guide who will then uh, bring you around the places of interest in a city. Like for example, uh, like when we talk about Europe, say for example the city of Florence, they will be taking you to all the museums, all the attractions of the city, showing you all the great uh, sculptures that were done by Michelangelo. Cellini and all the different people. Like for example, also I think in Sea uh, Trip they also have one, which is uh, they also did. They've been doing it for Singapore as well, where they take you to the bird park, they show you, they talk to the, they uh, talk to the bird keepers there, and they try and give you an interesting as much as possible virtual tour of the place, of of the destination. Like uh, they will go down to uh, Marina Bay area, they'll show you where line Park, they talk about the history, they'll talk about the interest, the development. So they talk about different tours, uh, different things, attractions of the place, the history, the culture of the destination. So that's what we uh, do in the virtual tour. It's a very good platform to, to go on uh, to promote the tour so that when uh, the uh, COVID-19 virus curve flattens and people would want to go to all these places. It's an alternative for uh, to sell the destination or to sell the attraction to a place. That's why a lot of the museums are doing virtual tours. There are virtual tours which, like what Mark has said, which are just 360 degree view of the place and there are some which are guided. So it all depends on how they want to. Like right now, there are some even taking you to places like Machu Picchu, to different beautiful places, Egypt, to see the pyramids, to see the River Nile, and everything. So what sort of technology are we looking at for virtual? Technology-wise, um, I think it's still pretty much the standard Handphone, digital cameras, yeah, 360. Um, the more skilled 
um, approach is definitely using 360 to shoot. Like, that requires specific um, devices and uh, skill sets. So that would be more costly. So um, we have seen that being done on um, specific museums where they have to spend quite a lot of effort to do up the 360 virtual tours. Uh. So I don't see that picking up too much because of the skill sets and cost. But the relevancy of bringing virtual tours in a fast and agile method would be definitely using smart devices, handsets, cameras, just to bring it online because it's all there. The cost like, to bring it, speed to market, is there, the existing platform. Yeah. So the traveler, how they access? They're using their browser? Yeah, yeah. It's either in-app to a specific provider or through browser. So typically a browser, I think, is the way to go. Right? It's, it's, it's more cheaper. Yeah. A lot of these actually virtual tours, these guys are actually, I think, using GoPro cameras and help very simple, very fast, and very sharp, very efficient. Yeah. That's what they're using. So they're doing live or is it uh, pre-recorded? Normally the... A lot of it is pre-recorded. A lot of it is pre-recorded. So you can play back anytime? Yes, you can play back anytime and then of course, it's always on the web. But, but the thing is, uh, you know the difference between virtual tour and, uh, and uh, real tour? I mean, how, how, do, how do you think like uh, virtual tour can like, Become another part of a, another way to push for uh, people to go for tour. Is it a complementary feature or is uh, something that can replace uh, going through? I don't think it will replace. It will be a value added service. Yeah. So moving forward, if post COVID, I think it will stay. Um, it gives the traveler a confidence even before they travel. So I'm ambitioning that virtual tour will be a standard catalog that uh, the industry will be providing to our customers. So meaning that in the past, we see brochures, flat brochures, then uh, it's up to their imagination or up to their own knowledge of what place is. So I think moving forward, travel agents would definitely still look at how to effectively produce virtual tour or equivalent um, uh, introductions so that it better equip the consumer with uh, the knowledge that this is the tour for me. It's something that will stand out and I think the industrial world will be adopting it quite um, widely moving forward. Yeah. But, but we do have like uh, older audiences yeah. that, that does not have uh, full access to, not say full access, that does not adopt uh, new technology. So what, 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 can, what will you tell these uh, audiences about? Uh, using VR tool. So that depends on the touch points that uh, we are looking at when this customer comes on board. So for travel, we have various retail outlets. So what we can look at is definitely providing the necessary um, simple devices at our outlets to let them experience there. But of course, it must be COVID-19 compliance with the necessary disinfectant and things like that. And for uh, and to address the point on the uh, uh, literacy in terms of digital devices. I think COVID-19 has brought towards the nationwide education of upscaling their digital device. So in terms of um, that competency, I would confidently think that even people of certain ages would simply have less resistance, not say no, less resistance of even picking up 
uh, what needs to be done, let them experience. Because after all, the contents that we produce is of good benefit to them. So in terms of picking up, I don't think there's a challenge. Uh. So it, it all goes back, the value do goes back to them in choosing a better product and setting them. If I can add on to what Marcus just said, I think virtual tours will become part of a marketing uh, system of promoting the tour for a company. Like, for example, the BTS, we go to Malacca very often. Uh, we go to Genting very often. We have our tours made in Taiwan. With all these virtual tours, it helps WTS to promote our products, our services. It also sure helps us to show the customer our quality service and the quality of the product, how we build our tours and how we take care of our clients during post-COVID uh, process. So in order for the older senior citizens to, uh, hopefully our retail outlets will always have a TV monitor somewhere where they can stand around, watch our virtual tours, and then from this we'll not back, and then they'll come and find out more information, how do we see more of these virtual tours, and say, well, go to our Facebook, it's on our Facebook, you can always see our virtual tours there. And it, it's a great marketing tool, technically, to, to me. And then you create the fun effect of the tour, the education side of it, the, what we call, invoking the five senses, like the mind, the smell, your sense, your hearing of the destination. So virtual tours, can only show you the sound and sights. Whereas, so many, when the person who's doing the commentary in the virtual tour, they're like, oh, you should come and the smell of the food is so great, the curry smell, the spices, it will invoke the person's sublimation of wanting to join the tour. So it's a great marketing tool, actually. And I agree, Marcus, it will become, it will slowly become part of a marketing program uh, on promoting the, uh, well, promoting anyone's tours. So it's like, but it's mostly through computer right now. Right? Do you think that, uh, you know, there's a VR model or this? Do you think uh, in the future, will that be possible for our travelers to experience the poor first before they actually go there? Sure. You can do that. It's being done with, uh, I've seen hotels using that to promote their properties so that people, when they wear the bubble, they can get that 3D effect of being at the resort or being at a hotel. Yeah, they can. But that one's, again, I would say a bit limited to audience because you're using uh, the bubbles. So you can do that during the Natas travel show or, or your own in-house workshop where you want people to get a feel of the thing, that's the only time you can use it. What sort of experience can travel expect on the audience? I think the experience is uh, the immersiveness of doing so, particularly in 360 degrees developed virtual tours. Because you are required to go to the virtual headset uh, and things like that. So, uh, I think the excitement, to create the excitement, it also depends very much on the person who is presenting. He or she must invoke that excitement. Like uh, you see in the food tours on, on television, how, this, 
how they incite you, even though you cannot taste the food, but the way they present the food that is so exciting, so nice to look at, so good to taste that, and how they prepare it. So likewise, in the tour, uh, it's how the presenter is going to be. If the presenter is going to be really fun, uh, loving person, and the person shows you how it creates it, it's fantastic. So to add on to that point, I think um, besides the contents consumption of having that immersiveness, if there is a certain point in time where we can bring in relevant local products, like what we've been doing for Tingo, right there in our, our retail outlets, together with the content that they see visually, so that it brings a step even closer to them having to go there and tasting similar food. So it all depends on how we chain up the experience through content creation and the relevant products that we have in line for them right here in Singapore that even entice them further to even want to spend more to travel to the actual location. So I think it's a combination of effort moving forward from each retailer like us to chain all those experience together to even entice them to travel more aggressively with uh, bringing them more confidence about the choice of location that they're going is indeed the choice that they want to go. Because uh, moving forward, I think people will be very cautious in terms of choosing their destination. Is this the right one for me? Because I have all those concerns about health, um, safety and things like that. So it adds that little bit of more customer confidence in them by helping them with all these small little things which are important to me. These are touch points which are important and essential. So uh, consumer part of view, uh, if I'm looking at a virtual tour, so it's a bit of uh, going in and uh, feeling that space out, getting the visual uh, experience first before you make a plunge and go for the real tour. Yeah. So moving forward, uh, how far are we to bringing this experience to uh, travel for agency? What do you think? It's the technology that we need. It's not so, I think it's the content that is uh, the important part. The, uh, the technical part is, of course, your editing and all that sort of thing. But the most important thing is the content. How you're going to present the tour, the experience uh, of the tour that is very important. Uh, from the beginning to the end, the delivery. Uh, right now, if you watch a lot of the travel log on the television, some of the content are very good, some of them are quite flat. Uh, some of the, from my personal experience, is that some of the people they bring to the destination where it's not that easily accessible. Even so, we have to make sure that the content that we bring in is places where it's easy accessible. We make sure safety is one of the most important thing. Health-wise, cleanliness is some of the things that moving forward, uh, a lot of the clients will be looking at. So we have to be um, reviewing the content of where we're going before we do the travel log. Um, for the clients. 
So the thing is, uh, we are told is, uh, in terms of travel experience, uh, I mean, I understand like the real tour, you can feel stuff, like uh, the touch, you got smell. But then in terms of uh, experience, what does like VR tour, virtual tour, right? How, 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 what sort of experience, uh, like, can, can they uh, fulfill for a customer that choose to go for a virtual tour first before they go for a full tour? Like, for example, uh, if I want to go for a virtual tour, what, what, what can I find for me that makes me feel that uh, I got the, I still feel like I'm traveling through virtual tour? So it comes in, I agree with Jimmy. So it comes in the form of content. So I agree that to a certain extent, you do can find existing videos that uh, YouTubers are shooting. But uh, from a retailer perspective, when we design a catalog of products, very targeted areas that we want our customers to go, location A, location B. So it's about creating the same content from our own perspective that this is good for customers that is closely related back to the products that we are selling. So we are actually providing a more relevant and more informed decision to our consumers moving forward, you see. So instead of them having to loosely search for locations, videos, and if not, it may be differ from what we're offering, we are actually producing a whole suite of uh, experience. Before even you become our customers, we let you experience through visually, audially, what the location is about that is very targeted to what or where we want to bring you across. So I would think that it builds up across in terms of experience, even if you do not purchase at the end of the day, you actually experience it and think that this location is something you want to go or you want to go. So it also helps us and as a business to explore new revenue sources. I'm not saying that this could be something free. It could be chargeable at a uh, minimal fee, which is something that we need to sustain this kind of new experiences um, to our consumer. Yeah. Yeah. Just moving forward, just to give you an example. Like, for example, when we go to Chiang Mai. When we arrive in Chiang Mai, we take the people to the restaurant that we're going to be, our group is going to be eating. We can show them the kind of meal that we are going to be having. We can also, the chef can come out, introduce himself, and tell us about the dishes we've been preparing for our group and everything. And then after that, we can go for sightseeing, like go up into the mountains where we can see the different temples. We can tell them a little bit about it. We can show them the waterfall that they're going to and wherever they're going to. Then in the evening, we can go to the night market. We can walk with them through the night market, show them what they can buy, what are the things, what are the local handicrafts that Chiang Mai is famous for like their porcelain, their tile, their umbrella painting. So all these during the virtual tour, the people can see it, they can see how the painting is done, the porcelain is being done. And we can even go to the cooking school, the group is learning how to cook, the fun in cooking classes and that sort of thing, about learning about uh, Northern uh, Thai cooking. So these become experiences for them. Um, for the client to see what is being done, what they can do as well. Like what Martin said, yeah. To produce this is going to cost a bit of money and we may have to charge a small amount to uh, 
to re- recover our cost. So it's like a sort of a part of a digital experience. Right? Yes. It's like a, you can jump in and then you jump out and then you are, you are Is it for me? Yeah, there. Is it something like this? Like, uh, I'm, I mean, 360 videos and 360 pictures. Right? When I look at it, it's like, okay, so maybe you are going to the open hall. So maybe you, so is it, is it like they will see like this type of uh, 360 videos and uh, maybe in the future uh, VR augers to uh, preempt them and give them a sort of uh, something to expect for and then when they go there and then they, they it's like building them up towards the whole full experience really. yeah so it's like uh, so before tour uh, for my understanding is virtual tour will be something like uh, where you experience things first, like uh, in terms of visual experience. Uh, sometimes maybe uh, touch and smell uh, with uh, devices and booths that are very uh, catered towards that virtual experience. Then uh, while we are traveling, then we can actually look at places where, uh, where we are going. And uh, instead, instead of just looking at flat pictures, uh, we are actually going into that place uh, virtually. So, uh, visually, we get satisfied first, and then uh, instead of uh, in the bus, you are looking at uh, at your phones or using your phones or reading some books. You are already there, uh, experiencing that place. So you are building up towards a higher experience. Uh, after you reach there, hey, you, you know what you you finally here. So it's like uh, fulfilling something that you have been experiencing throughout, and then being there physically. Is that is that what is that what virtual tour is like? Okay, first, um, just to set the tone right, I think virtual tour this word comprises of um, normal videos and the three sixty experience. The three sixty experience, like mentioned earlier, may not be applicable for every experiences. I think it's of a less um, portion when we move forward. So the typical video shooting of the locations and the interactivity that we want to bring across in virtual tour should be a high demand. So I'm thinking that virtual tour, besides um, being an experience that we want to bring across to consumers, it can be also um, a selling tool for us in terms of, at that stage of virtual tour, we can even get our products people to be um, live hosts that while walking through the pre-recorded videos, they actually throw up questions get potential customers or, or recurring customers to ask the specific questions that they may be of interest pertaining to videos they have seen. We can also empower them to tell us what are missing. Those constructive ideas can be then used from our end to refine the products that we want to introduce to customers. So it's an end-to-end thing where it can open new revenue sources in terms of the small monetary thing that we want to charge and of course uh, to recover costs. And it also adds as a new revenue of listening what consumers are looking for because it's important that we sell products that is of certain relevance to what market demands are. Not saying that every comment we must take in, but as a experienced tour provider, it's also important for us to see what are the emerging trends of things that we might have missed out from uh, what co- consumers may have wanted. So to me, it's a win-win thing. We offer something that brings us more revenue while also opening up 
source of information from open markets to improve ourselves. So that's how I say. Okay, so so far, have you had any plan or any location that we want to do the virtual tour first? Yeah, I mean we we uh, we're looking at doing some virtual tours on for Singapore itself, local tours, and then from there we will uh, progress on to the other virtual tours of perhaps going to Malacca, going to Penting, uh, following our buses, how we travel up and uh, get into these spaces and then showing them. And then slowly we move on to uh, the other places uh, of interest to people, greater attractions. Yeah. So you say Singapore, do you have any like any place you can find? Oh, Singapore, lots of places that you can start your virtual tours. In fact, Singapore, a lot of places that many Singaporeans themselves have not really even discovered. Uh, for example, uh, a good one is, uh, I don't know whether you all know, even Singapore, we have our own leading tower pizza. We have our own leading tower. I uh, see. <laughs> oh, you don't know. Uh, actually, it's, it's along, it's in fact along a major road. The tower itself is leaning five degrees. Very much like the power of pizza. Yeah. You want to tell us where is it? No. <laughs> well, if you come along with my all of our walking tours uh, that we're going to launch, uh, I will take you all there and show you. Yeah. Um, in fact, a lot of the new interesting places, in fact, we also have one of the oldest buildings in Singapore, which was built in 1826. And Singapore was discovered in 1819. This building was built in and it's still standing today. Right? It is still being used today. It's one of our very important historical sites. So there are a lot of actually uh, interesting things within our own backyard in Singapore that we have not discovered. And uh, yeah, and WTS, and we all can bring it to you and take you all, all these walks. Uh, and show you all the different places where you never know existed. Where in Chinatown, in fact, we can show you where some of the old opium dens were as well, where people used to go and smoke opium. Yeah. And uh, of course, uh, Singapore is uh, other areas where the railroad used to run all the way to Clemenceau Avenue. Uh, a lot of places that you have, may not know that's in Singapore. So, um, like you talk about uh, walking tours and, uh, in Singapore, like, do you think doctors will be interested in talk tours? Oh, yes. A lot of Singaporeans uh, are also actually very interested in Singapore, rediscovering their neighbourhoods. Uh, like, for example, a lot of them, uh, different uh, dialect groups or sect groups, uh, they are quite surprised to discover, oh, this was where our forefathers or our grandfathers used to come for coffee or whatever it is. Uh, yeah, discovering the roots is uh, a lot of Singaporeans like to rediscover the roots and they like to bring the next generation along and remind them of their roots. Yeah. So some of our travellers I think uh, they will think that hey, I'm already a Singaporean, I can go anywhere I want. Why do I need to uh, engage a poor poor service to uh, bring me on a walking tour in my own backyard? 
what will you tell them? Uh, a lot of them actually say that. They think they know. But when they start walking through uh, on the tour itself, they start, their senses or their, they start, their mind starts opening up saying, hey, I never knew this. Or I never knew Singapore had this. Wow. You know, like for example, the old traditional uh, morning breakfast that we all have, the three minute egg, the toast, the kaya toast, the coffee, where they come from, it all started when there was a revival. Everybody came to that. And you'd be surprised that even the three, your, your three minute egg, your kaya toast and coffee, it's a staple breakfast for Singaporeans. It's not your pot or your uh, noodles in the morning. It's this was the basic start breakfast for our forefathers before all the noodles all came about. And also, of course, the way the old traditional way of slurping and eating the trimming egg is, of course, very uncouth by drinking it down and drinking your coffee down rather than use, using a teaspoon to scoop it up. If you remember the old trishore riders, they would crack egg on the, on the plate, on your coffee plate, sprinkle pepper, dark soy sauce, beat it up a bit or stir it up a bit and then drink it down, have the toast, drink your coffee, start work. So this was their breakfast in the morning. A lot of the Singaporeans never knew this. You see, uh, from, from what Jimmy has shared, uh, I mean, personally, my view is that, uh, wow, Singapore got so much to do. You see, uh, before for Singaporeans to start even traveling with you, uh, how do we convince them? So I think virtual tour is something that we can use to educate softly and also to entice them to start traveling locally while waiting for the global markets to open. So because if without Jimmy sharing with us like that, I wouldn't have known that Singapore has such a place. So how do we then... Uh, promote that because uh, skepticism will come in, really or not. So it's producing content short, sweet to entice them. It's something that I think will help the industry uh, to travel locally in Singapore, especially when everyone thinks that Singapore is so small, nothing to do. I think that's things to do. It's just that it's how our duty as agency, tour travel agencies to bring the value of local traveling in Singapore out to them using methods like virtual tours. So is it like uh so from Jimmy is there's a lot of, actually there's a lot of hidden gems in our own backyard that we might not understand. And then uh sometimes we use pictures and words, it's not enough to convey to our own people that hey, actually your own country got a lot of fun things happening here. Uh so so you are, you are with virtual tours uh and our more advanced technology, we are able to give them uh a few of it first before they, uh, they why don't we try this out? They, have, uh, they soften their stems and they say, why don't we do it? Okay, then another question is that if, okay, I soften my stem already. You tell, I, I from your content and your virtual tour, I understand that actually at Singapore and these are our places. Then this is a very big idea. The question is, I was still asked, uh, as a consumer, I was still asked, no, I can still go myself. Why should I find you? Yeah, true. Uh, 
like it, it's like anywhere else. You know of these places, you know, like for example, you know of the Louvre Gallery, you know of Tower of London, you know uh, the London Bridge, or you know of the uh, Empire State Building. There are a lot of big attractions that you know. But the problem is that it's not just the building or the attraction itself. It's the story behind it. What is this? Who is this person who built this? Or why did the person choose this kind of design uh, This uh, in this building? You know, what is the influence? Who was this person? What was this person's background? You know, that sort of things that make it a place attraction. It's now we're talking about the experience. You go, for example, you walk into Chinatown, yeah, everybody can walk into Chinatown. But who are the people that created this Chinatown? What was their life? That's what you want to know. Uh, the backyard, the people who have been living in Chinatown. You go to Chinatown, it's very interesting. But why do you, when you go to Chinatown today, and you go to where the Buddha tooth relic happened, you saw old people sitting there. They're very happy playing checkers. They're playing, uh, having coffee and chit-chatting there. But these people, you find that if you have time and you talk to them, they can tell you a lot of stories about Chinatown that you never knew. What was it? Where it was, how life is, was in Chinatown. Yeah. So you need a tour guide. You do need a tour guide. They will tell you the story. It's like Arab Street. Uh, there's lots of little things that you wouldn't know. Like, for example, in the Southern Mosque, there's uh, a very architectural important thing. If you look up, there's a belt of... Underneath the dome, there's a black belt. that looks like a black belt. But they're all circles. Actually, all bottles collected by the poor people that donated, that helped do the fundraising. So the Sultan respected the poor as well as the rich people to build. You see, from, from the way Jimmy shared, I also want to go. <laughs> the thing now that to answer Eric's question on whether people can go by itself, yes, I can go itself, but it's the experience that I want to change altogether by traveling with WTS Travel. From proposing to you the location to go, we provide you with the uh, relevancy of whoever you tour local tour <laughs> agents that equip you with additional unknown or practically hidden knowledges that you and your family can learn in this journey. So it's more of a uh, small traveling experience in Singapore and a big learning experience that you can gain with local tours like that. Because without Jimmy sharing earlier, I also don't know as much need. So I think it's the end-to-end experience that we want to bring forth with visual with educational factor where family bonding becomes important where your kids can join you if I talk about that I also don't know but travel agents say that then you think a bit deeper which indirectly can help you conserve heritage knowledge to generations so I think it's something that is worthwhile doing and I think the industry should be picking up on local travelling with immersed knowledge and educational factor in it because Singapore visually uh, definitely not as stunning as overseas, but it's all this ancestral, ancestral 
knowledge that I think will be eventually uh, um, um, cleansed off somehow, but it's an effort that we bring forth in this kind of experience that preserve that heritage moving forward. So it's like, uh, am I right to say it like, uh, for Mark Marcus is we are going for, if you, are, you want to go to some place, yeah, we all can go there. Um, we all can read it up there, but you can read up and find anything about it online, videos and, and the stuff. But then uh, it's a bit different when you go there with your families and then with a tour guide there, telling stories to you about these places, bringing that places to life. It's like transporting you back to the 80s, yep. the ancestral era, mm. and then how how can how it looks like giving you the visual feeling, uh, coupled with a VR tool, actually you can uh, build something like they can go and take a look at those uh, old places, and then uh, and then they look at the juxtaposition of the of what it looks like right now. It's like the shop houses now and the shop houses then, they are a bit different, right? Then people always feel that we lost the heritage. But actually, uh, going towards the shop houses now is also a story and a history behind why it go all these places. Yes. I think maybe from what I understand is uh, through tours, professional tour guide, you, you can you understand the story behind all this. Instead of, hey, what is something? I want to see that. It's not about seeing things, it's about uh, seeing things and experiencing the story behind it and then, and then ultimately uh, appreciating it. Uh, so so then we all uh, so then we have a full family experience. It's not just going out to shopping centers to to just buy stuff, uh, bring it back, uh, get the get the quick quick uh, satisfaction from buying something. It's like the uh, memories that you can keep, and then when you meet your friends, you can tell them. Is that what? Is that how can how a local can look at for local tours and uh, like the heritage uh, routes. With yes. your family, is that yes. what you are? Yeah. Is that how you like? Yes. Uh, not necessarily a uh, heavy overdose, but what people actually, not people, people today not really want, I mean, they want the history, but they don't need the whole history class. But what they want is to know what the locals' life was. That's what people want to, like, when our forefathers came, how they were working as other coolies, you know, carrying sacks of rice down to the to the bumboats along Singapore River, how they made their fortune and everything. So these are the things, how they lived and how they they made the money was one of the things. It's also like for example, um, food was another thing. How uh, people uh, looked at food and how they cooked their food and how they made the money from uh from, for example, chicken rice and that sort of thing. A lot of Singaporeans go to Hainan Island and think that they can find chicken rice out there. But it doesn't really exist because chicken rice originated here in Singapore. Yeah? It's like uh, also uh, looking at curry fish head. Curry fish head is a very famous local dish, but uh, when uh, Singaporeans go to India, they think they can find curry fish head out there. In fact, I brought Indians from India to go and have curry fish head, they look at me, what are we eating? What are we? So revolting eating fish head. They don't eat fish head, it's something local. So there's a story behind it, how all these food were created. So when you go to a little, when you go on a walking tour in Little India, you will find and you will learn, you will find the sensory smell of the spices, 
uh, that is used in India, cookies all available there, and you can discover some of the heritage food yeah, that is being cooked here, but not even found back in Vogland. So it is actually very interesting where you travel not only to experience a destination, but to learn about the destination, the back street, you know, how everything is. So it's very fascinating, it's very interesting and fun to go on a walking tour because a tour bus cannot get into the back streets. You cannot go into the little shops to look at how these shops are, what they're selling and everything. Yeah. So it's like a new experience. Uh. It's like, it is. It's like, uh, it's not just visual experience, but it's, uh, it's a walk towards the past and then uh, looking at the futures and then appreciating uh, what we have right now and how we come about. Yeah, yeah. Something like that, right? And I think with VR tour is, uh, the thing you can do with VR tour is, uh, because right now, without, without technology, uh, when you go to a place, uh, you are looking at the place, um, how it looks like right now. But, but I think with uh, VR tour, uh, we, we can experience it on how it looks like before, uh, before that. Is that, is that the, something VR tour is, can, can bring to our Yes, customer. it can. It's exactly like what Mark said at the very beginning. You, when you have a tour brochure, everything is very flat. Uh, you can write so much, but with a VR tour, you can actually see, you can actually more or less get a feel of, of the place and whether it's interest to you, whether it, it evokes your mind. Say, wow, that's a very interesting uh, place to go to. I think you also need a voice over the video like, to talk about the place. Yes. Yeah, the storytelling becomes the most important thing. So we have focused so much on pre-traveling experience of using VR. I think the next good thing would be post-traveling with VR. Yes. How you close the loop with VR and VR. Like for post-VR tour, what is your experience you're going to forward to? I think uh, for post-VR trip, um, the industry can look at how we can close the experience with more relevancy after completing the tours. So you may imagine providing very tailor-made uh, specific um, contents that's pertaining to these particular groups where uh, it provides an end-to-end -end experience uh, from having to decide using a VR to traveling and then having a tailor-made contents that they can make reference to just like a photo album. Um, this could be a collection of stories and memories that they can be used next time. So this could could be a new trend here. Yeah, frontier moving forward. Yeah. And something WTS Travel will be looking at definitely. Because our strength here is to bring end-to-end -end experience and to bring very unique experience to our local travelers. So yeah. I think I think Marcus was is right. Uh, so uh Moving forward in tours, right? I think in England, Singapore, overseas or post tour, uh, I think we are playing uh, deeper roles in, in uh, local tours. And I think once we have more uh, information and uh, more, we are we are closing in on the products that we want to bring to you, right? We'll bring them back here. Again. 
then they will share with us like how far have we gone and what can we get as a customers, uh, as a traveler from us more than just a normal tour experience. Correct. Yes. yes. Then, then uh, so, uh, speaking of Pingu, right? Uh, yeah, we do have an online platform right now uh, selling uh, native foods. Uh, mainly is from Malaysia right now. Uh, so you can uh, come go to pingo.com and uh, browse through our catalog and maybe you get something out there. Show that one. <laughs> uh, so this question is there do you have any shout out to our audience what? shout shout out like you want to thank anyone you have anything to say to them well I do look forward to uh, all of the BTS clients uh, coming joining our tours uh, when the door when the gateway opens up again for traveling uh, look out for new experiences that we're going to be bringing to you. Uh, not only going overseas, but locally as well for you to experience. Uh, WTS Travel is a homegrown Singaporean company. Uh, we want to bring you that flavor, uh, giving you that great experience. So, and evoking all your senses, not only through food, but through experience. Uh, in our trips that we do for all the different generations, uh, for the seniors, for the older generation, bringing back the memories, for the older generation to share with the younger generation what it was like and what is it today. So that's what we want to uh, give to all of you the experience. Yeah. So for Marcus, any shout out to our audience or anyone? To our audiences, um, WTS group of companies are doing our very best to still stay relevant and still stay engaged with you despite the pandemic, which are very limited due to the distance and the extent of the services that we can provide to you face-to-face, -face, which is more than anything else. However, the digital touch points that we have been discussing all this while and our transformation plans are all part of our effort to um, provide you and ensure that we are here to stay with you for the longest year ahead. So for travel and our group companies who have been in existence for decades, we are looking at more plans uh, along the pipeline to bring forth and even engage you more, even if the COVID-19 goes away. So these are all steps and this will be continuous steps that the group of companies and WTS Travel will be taking in bringing more experience, bring more value for money and staying ahead of our competitors just to stay engaged with you and stay relevant with you. Yeah. So like uh, to finish up, it's like uh, we are towards, maybe I'm thinking about we are towards right then we start a bit to uh, why, why, why those guys want to come to our uh, local tours. The, the thing is uh, actually they are also integrated uh, in a way because uh, what people can look for VR tour is uh, another sort of experience, uh, a bit of a more uh, digital experience, more visual, and uh, being able to look at the past right in your face instead of just uh, imagining it, uh, give you more uh, realistic view of stuff, right? Then uh, in terms of local tours, right, um, it's, it's not it's not just uh, about 
going to a place there, doing something there. It's about going to that place, uh, doing something there, and experience the place and find out why does this place exist. And that's why Jimmy uh, and Marcus all feel that, hey, that's why you all should find us. Because we are professional, we can bring you to these uh, places and we, we can give you uh, a good experience. If you are looking for experience, then you should consider looking for local tours. Uh, with, and then bringing your families or your loved one along to experience Singapore like you never experienced it before or get more insight on what is going on here. I don't know, you, you, get, you go to a town or you drive past or you take a bus, you drive past the Malayan. That one, a lot of people already know about the Malayan, but there's other places like what Jimmy said, there's, a, there's also a living tower of pizza in, uh, in Singapore. Like. So, we will bring you that. We will, we will bring you there, and uh, yeah. a lot of other places uh, as well, and even tours and stuff. I think that's what we covered today, right? Anything you want to add? Yeah, for those who have actually bought durians from Pingo, next time you can join us. We'll bring you to the farm where we get those durians from. Those durians have been really good. I'm not just saying it for the sake. I tasted it. It's really good. So we'll bring you to the farm and let you actually have that experience of seeing how those durians were grown and we'll have the durian farmer himself tell you how to look at and buy good durians and how the whole durian process is picked up to get good durians. How about this? Uh, last word with the audience. Continue to feedback to us because uh, we like to hear from you more than we, I mean, our engagement with you should continue, but it's also important for you to uh, reach, reach out to us because your feedback is definitely more important than anything else for us to provide more services that's very relevant to you. So continue to engage with uh, WCS Travel through our Facebook channels or the various loyalty programs that you may know of. Uh, we'll be gladly responding to your queries uh, and feedbacks for exciting products that you can help craft and bring towards the market. So it's a journey. Lah. We want to engage with you. Lah. You help us, we help you. So this model should continue and we wish to see more engagement between both sides, consumers and our business model moving forward. Yeah. Okay, so uh, to, to close up everything, right? Uh, okay, so guys, thanks for listening to us. And uh, because we are we'll be doing a video premiere. Uh, when you are seeing this actually, we are in the chat. I should have said earlier, but uh, if you all got questions and uh, things that you want to ask, right, you can uh, ask and uh, we'll try our best to answer you. And then, uh, for if you have missed our previous podcast, right, um, you can find us at uh, Spotify or at our YouTube channel. Uh, I will list it in somewhere here. And then, uh, also, uh, help us to like and share this post and if you feel that you have friends or family members that uh, they have they are skeptical about local tours or VR tours, do let them listen in to our listen in to this podcast and give them a little bit more opportunities to uh, open up and find out more about local tours. And if you are looking for experience tour uh, locally, then uh, drop a feedback on our comment session or you can PM us. Uh, and look forward for more this type of uh, podcast 
coming up. And uh, I think that's about all, right? We mean, what do you want to do? So, see you guys. Bye. Bye. Hi, you have come to the end of the podcast. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our podcast. Join us at YouTube at youtube.com slash WTS Travel YouTube. Join us at our Facebook, facebook.com slash WTS Travel.